Hello, welcome to a new episode of Purposely Local, a podcast where we speak about local businesses, shops, initiatives, and ideas that are shaping and transforming the new world of local. Our plan is not to speak about how these businesses are doing or what are these businesses about. We were going to focus on the why it's local and it is purpose all in the same podcast. Um, today, I have the pleasure to speak with uh, Sarah White. I was super fortunate to meet her virtually during the quarantine in one of the sessions. And I believe not only for me, probably for a lot of the people in your community will probably feel about the same way about what I'm going to say. But I think you're being one of my lifesavers of the quarantine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think definitely your practice and what you're doing is, is, you know, is definitely creating an impact. And I see a lot of the comments and all the people that are reacting to your to your feed. Just uh, as a context, Sarah is a, a former Equinox trainer from in Boston. She's a fitness instructor, and since 2016, she has been teaching a very specific type of yoga called Yoga Sculpt. Today, she teaches at Bespoke Coach, two boot, pro, boot camp programs for core power yoga. And she also has her own practice that is called the Coastal Method. And she also calls herself the Coastal Yogi, right? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You summed it all up really well. <laughs> awesome. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, I'd like to start with your childhood. Um, where did you grow up and what are you, what memories do you have from you as a child? Yeah, I grew up in a cushionet, Massachusetts, super small town. Um, I have two sisters, Erin and Christine, and you've been in the classes. You maybe have met them yes. <laughs> as demos and growing up. I just remember always being involved in athletics and really enjoying the team aspect of things and um, I never was like super passionate about any sports I was playing, but I just loved that community feel. So when, someday when I found yoga, I, you know, it felt like that perfect meeting of all the things that I loved so much. Awesome. Do you remember when was that time that you, the first time that you were approached by, by yoga, what happened to you? How do you react? Uh, I'm very curious about what, how was that first moment between you and, and, and the yoga practice? Yeah, I was a D1 athlete. So I was a coxswain for a rowing team at the University of San Diego. And yoga was one of our required activities. It was one hour a week. And I actually didn't love it at first. I found it super challenging. I couldn't do a chaturanga. And I just felt like mentally and physically drained by the practice at first. But I started trying new instructors and was introduced to core power shortly after and I started to fall in love with sculpt specifically. And that was kind of my gateway into um, really loving the mental side of the practice as well. Because at first, you know, most people end up going to yoga for physical reasons um, in terms of wanting to increase their flexibility or strength. And I find that most of the time we end up staying for how it actually allows us to feel um, both mentally and physically over time. Do you remember the first time you got into a yoga class? What happened that day? And who was yeah. your teacher? Yep. Her name was Jen and she was teaching us at campus. And 
I just remember being like, this is so new to me. Like every, every pose, I'm like, am I doing this right? Is this arm cure? What, what am I supposed to be doing feeling? And by then we're already moving on to the next thing. So it was definitely like a very immersive experience and something where you kind of just have to try it and keep showing up to, to really feel more and more connected to your mat in the process. But I did notice like overall by the end, I just felt better. And that's something I always say in class is that my goal is for you to feel better by the end of this practice. And that's, that means different things for different people. Yeah, that's definitely right. What would you say to someone that is just starting today? And I'm very intrigued about yoga. And maybe you, you might remember you the first time that you got into that yoga class. What, what can you say to yourself at that point and to this new person that is interested in on starting yoga? Yeah, just keep showing up is the biggest thing. And that's a, a phrase I use all the time is just show up. And I find that when you keep showing up each time, it's going to look a little bit different and you're going to start to get more comfortable. And I remember even the other day I had a student message me. She's like, I remember the first time you introduced this exercise, I thought there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do it. And she's like, over the past nine months, I finally did it today, like on my toes, felt really strong. And for me as a coach, that is like the biggest like thing to celebrate is someone who you know, maybe struggle with something at first, but by showing up and continuing to do the work, they're now seeing the results of that. Interesting. I see a lot of people, like a lot of the people that I've been talking uh, in the, I, I've been speaking in this podcast, they always mention values, right? Uh, and I think it's, it's a very important driver for you to find purpose. What are your values today? And what do you think, or do you build your values, uh, you know, within the journey or you still trying to build your values, that could be also a possibility. Yeah. I've thought a lot about this question lately in terms of just what my brand represents and what I represent. And my biggest hope when people are interacting with my programs is that they feel inspired, that they feel that, you know, having contact with me or classes gives them that sense of fire within them to pursue whatever it is that they're interested in. Um, centering and grounding is huge for me in terms of just how I run my business and then also how I hope people feel as they come to classes. And then also education is huge. I always am remembering myself as a student and I still consider myself a student always, even though I'm an instructor. And I think our mats truly allow us to, to do that. So whether I'm on my mat or off my mat, I'm always thinking about new trainings and getting involved in ways that will stretch me and help me grow. So growth is also a big, important value for me. Awesome. Let's talk about COVID. So COVID has been an accelerator for great and for bad things as well. So for you, how COVID has impacted your life and your practice and what can you teach us from, from that experience? Yeah, I started off before COVID. I think I was teaching 20 classes a week um, in person. I was still kind of starting off my business. I had just left my corporate job um, two to three months before the pandemic started. And honestly, as the pandemic hit, I was so scared. I was like, did I make this right decision leaving my corporate job? How am I going to continue to move forward? And I did what I've honestly been doing for the past few years of teaching is I kind of turned to my community and it was pretty much a year ago this time that I jumped on Instagram live. 
I didn't know what I was doing, but I just was like, I know people need this right now. And I know I need it as some type of centering force. So I started, you know, I jumped on IG live. I just kept doing it. I just kept showing up no matter what. And that evolved into having, you know, online programs, as you know, and all of these different opportunities that I never would have imagined possible. So I think out of a situation that really stretched me and challenged me in a lot of ways, I was able to find my path and really pursue what I was passionate about. Um, And it helped me realize that less is more sometimes. I may not be teaching as many classes as before, but I do feel that I still get to connect and really live my mission of inspiring people coast to coast. Before it was harder. If you weren't in Boston or you weren't in on my retreats or in San Diego, um, it was really hard to connect with me. And now, now we've done that, right? Where there's people in Germany and Spain and you know everywhere across the U.S. that can now be a part of this, which really inspires me. Awesome. That that that's great. What was uh? You mentioned you had a corporate job. I I didn't know that. Um. So I'm very curious to know what happened that day that you said you know. I want to leave corporate. I want to start this now. I actually did a lot of background research leading up to it. And a lot of my close friends and family can tell you that. So I was always involved in sales and marketing. And um, I was also a sales like onboarding manager and just helped a lot with the educational side as well. And I loved what I did. The company I worked at, Acquia, to this day is one of the best decisions I ever made. But at the same time, I was developing my health and fitness business on the other side. And I would wake up, teach at 6 a.m., go to my corporate job, teach at 5.30. So it was like always kind of the clashing of the two. And about, I think it was fall of 2019, I just got to a point where I realized, you know, this is where my passion lies is in the fitness and, um, you know, nutrition and all of that. And I just, I knew that I wasn't giving myself enough space to truly reach my potential in that area. So I started interviewing, I met with probably five different people who I knew were full-time fitness and asked them, you know, how did you get started? And what would you recommend to someone like me interested in making that jump? And then, you know, when December rolled around, I, I just knew in my heart, I was like, it's time and I'm going to start 2020 off um, on this new journey. So that's kind of how it all amounted to. I still didn't feel ready the day I left, by the way. I just like went for it and had to figure it out. <laughs> I saw recently that you also started to do meditation, right? You're offering free introductions to meditation in IGEA. I believe you have one in a couple of days, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have a, a scheduled conflict that day, otherwise I will do it as well. But I'm curious, what, what are your motivations to start doing uh, meditation now too? Yeah, a couple, it was actually about a year ago as well. I went on a ski trip to Snowbird in Utah and I was amazed by their yoga studio and their yoga program. And in taking one of the women's classes that runs the entire program, she just mentioned, hey, we have this really awesome meditation workshop coming up for instructors. You happen to be here. Do you want to get involved? And I was like, sure. I've always uh, dabbled with meditation. I wouldn't say at that point I was consistently meditating. And it was a two hour meditation. I had no clue what I was getting into, but afterwards I left with so many questions of just like wanting to know more. And I had done previously the Chopra centers meditation um, app. I I love their 21 day challenges and all the offerings they have there. So when I learned that the Chopra center actually has a primordial sound meditation program, 
I just dove right in and it, it started about a year ago. It happened in May and then it just finished up this past week. And so I got certified, but I've just noticed a huge shift in just my presence and um, the way I show up to my day by starting with my meditations and ending with my meditations and coupling that with my gratitude practice and goal setting, all of that I feel like has just really impacted me in a positive way as the nerves and anxiety of COVID have really, you know, grown and grown over this past year. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm very curious. I mean, I started, I know the meditation practices that you're mentioning actually have them through an app now, uh, through the Fitbit app. Now I think they, they have them. And yeah, I, I've been super intrigued to start as well and to learn more about it. I actually, we do, I do it with my wife every night. Uh, it's, it's a very good practice to, to kind of settle the day. Another question I have, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, first of all, can you explain for people that don't know what Yoga Sculpt is? What is Yoga Sculpt? Yeah. So Yoga Sculpt is, you know, anywhere from a 30 to 60 minute practice, but it combines yoga with strength training and cardio. And I call it a workout and a work in because it's different than a hit class or some type of strength class because there is a mindfulness component to it. And in each class, I'm always introducing different themes or mantras for you to truly explore that piece of yourself. And I, I love it. It's to the beat of the music. It's fun. And I feel like it really does help you break down different barriers that you might feel within yourself throughout the day. And I know for me, I always feel like a better version of myself when I make it to my mat and, and get through that practice. No, absolutely. Uh, I feel the same way too. And, and it's funny that you're explaining it that because I'm not a yoga expert. And, and when I start doing your classes, I thought that yoga sculpt was something that everyone knew. And I was the only one that I was, you know, like, oh, you know, like I shouldn't even ask, you know, people, you know, I'm the only one who doesn't know. And every time I, I, I speak about your practice, I say, oh, no, she does yoga sculpt. It's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, now, now I have a, a way to explain it to, to other people as well. Yes. And you'd be surprised even till this day. Like I just used to join the IG lives and just start class. I'm like, okay until this day, people are still joining in them and like messaging me and saying, Hey, like what wheat should I have? And da, 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 like all these different questions. And I'm like, what a good reminder that, you know, it is so new still to a lot of people. And a lot of people only found it through Instagram lives during the pandemic. So, um, it's good that you're asking me that because then I'm able to keep explaining it and keep, um, showing people what it's about. So there is, there is a, a lot of yoga teachers right today. Uh, there's a lot of people doing yoga what do you think makes your yoga practice special? And I, and I wouldn't say better because there, I, I'm not trying to compare with other ones. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand what is the difference and for someone that doesn't know your practice today and say, okay, what makes your yoga school practice special today? Yeah. What do you for think? Yoga, exactly. And there's, the, you know, every instructor is unique in their own ways. And for me, what makes my classes um, a little bit more unique is the intentionality behind it. There's always some type of movement theme or um, a actual theme to the class that I've thought long and hard about and made sure that you're going to feel prepared every step of the way. So that is one thing that really, I think, ties my class together. And then also just the uplifting attitude around it. You know, there's never any speak in my classes around 
losing weight or burning calories or any of that, because I truly think everything comes back to the way you feel. And so, you know, if you feel good, you're going to feel confident in, in your body and who you are. And so for me, I think it also comes back to the focus, the lens that I bring to feeling good and making this a safe space. So I'd say the purposefulness, the upliftingness of the classes and just the ability to tie together strangers in our community that, um, you know, even on Instagram live, everyone now feels like a big sculpt family. So building community is also one of my strengths. When was the first time that you heard the word uh, local? If you remember that. I've honestly actually heard it for a while because Akushinet is a super small town and it's always been a big push to shop locally in terms of um, farming. It's a big farm community. And I always remember growing up and going to like the apple peach festival. And if I said that to people who grew up in this city, they're probably like, what in the world is that? But um, I've always felt a big focus on, on doing things locally. And my parents both um, work for family run businesses. So it's always been a huge push of, of, you know, supporting local and being local. What, what industries or businesses today you think are big examples of, of local businesses that are, do you want to maybe give them a, a shout out? Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind, I actually just got my order is New England Country Mart. Um, I am lucky enough to know the, the owners, but they actually used to be suppliers for restaurants. And when COVID hit, they had to pivot pretty hard and they actually started doing grocery delivery um, for consumers. And I've just been so amazed by even what they've put together in these past few months and having to really build something from the ground up um, that people like that just inspire me. People who just see a problem, they pivot and can really run with it. Um, and you can see that in fitness too, like the Cara Duvall's, um, Carol Lennon, like there's so many amazing people in the Boston community that have really, you know, taken an idea that they had and run with it during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is that how you get your groceries today? Yeah. Oh, yep. I've seen I because I... <laughs> the box is like right over there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, because I, I think I've seen your, your, the pictures and, and one day I saw it and I was like, wow, how did you get the groceries? Now I know. Yep. Now, you know, and they're, you know, they have recipes and different things. And for me, it's, it's a great way for me to still support local and manage my time too. Right. Our time is so valuable. And so yes. kind of being able to put some of the errands in a different bucket is helpful. How can people find you today and how can they join your classes? I mean, I'm already one of those lucky practitioners that, that you have in your, in your classes. So I would love for you to invite the rest of, uh, of the audience to to join your class and how can they find you? Definitely. I'm most active on Instagram, I would say. So my Instagram is the at symbol and then the coastal yogi. And then my programs are found from the, or the account, the coastal method. So both of those are also my website names. The coastal yogi is where you can find all things, my schedule, uh, my testimonials, blogs, all that stuff. And then the coastal method.com is where you can purchase programs and, and find all of that. And then other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. In person, also, I teach at Bespoke Studios in Southeast. So if you're ever looking to take an in-person class, you can get me there. But Yoga Sculpt right now is all via Instagram Live and via my uh, program. So definitely would love to have people in class too. Awesome. You also have merch now, right? I, I, saw, yeah. I see you wearing the sweater today. So <laughs> yes. how, how, that, how that started? 
Yeah, I started it just because I've I've always loved the creative process with merchandise and I I really want to design like a way for people to share their love for the brand. So, I have three different sweatshirts I've successfully launched and um winter hats and then I'm hoping um I'm in a rebranding process right now. Nothing's changing with the names or anything, but okay. um once my rebrand's all finished, I'm going to be launching a little bit more merch in the spring. So, stay tuned for that as well. Cool. And I saw you also building a new studio, right? A, a new studio to record your uh, yes. classes, right? Yep. I built a new studio. Um, my hope is that it can kind of travel with me wherever I go, but I'm now filming from that new studio space, which has been super fun to create. And yeah, so that's where all the Instagram lives and most of the content in the programs is going to be filmed. Awesome. And, and, and I'm telling you, the, the, the great thing about uh, Sarah's practice is that You have the options to take these live Instagram sessions, like she always posts a schedule even in advance so you can program your week or something like that. And then you also have the subscription option, but you can just, you know, subscribe and you have this, you know, I, I already have like, I think eight or nine, if I'm not wrong, uh, a series of, of glasses that I can constantly go back if I like one or if you want to choose. It's like a, you know, it's like Netflix for yoga almost, right? Definitely. And what's cool too, I can give you an inside scoop is that I'm actually going to be merging platforms onto one that makes it even easier to search and filter and live stream through. So I'm investing pretty heavily in like continuing this idea and, and helping it grow. And it's only because of people like you and this community who have um, truly trusted me and believed in me for that. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your time. Is there anything else you want to share? Something that I haven't asked or anything that you want to share with the, with the listeners before no, we finish. I'm just excited to, to, to be launching meditation as another form that I have. And, um, in addition to all the yoga and strength training and sculpting. So yeah, keep stay tuned and lots of exciting things in the pipeline. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Sarah White the Coastal Yogi and the Coastal Method, her practice that you can find online and also via subscription. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you have any ideas or any businesses or local initiatives that are happening in your neighborhood and you want to be featured on this podcast, feel free to email me, daniel.salcedo, S-A-L-C-E-D-O at gmail.com. And I'd be super happy to hear any suggestions that you might have. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you back very soon. Thank you.